Ladies and gentlemen, good morning, afternoon, evening, and wherever you are in the world and whenever you are tuning into this video, my name is James Porcelli. I'm Brian Thomas. And welcome to another episode of Ruthless Talk. Man, what a jam-packed weekend. <laughs> It has been over the past few days. So before we get into everything in regards to that, Brian, welcome back, my man. It's good to have you back. It's back, seriously. Um, you know, and, and I know a lot of people in this uh, Rootless Talk community are, uh, are, are wanting to know what your thoughts are in regards to Night of Champions. And of course, if you guys haven't checked out um, the solo uh, review that I did uh, for Night of Champions that is up on Spotify and Apple Podcasts right now. So make sure you guys go check that out as well as a versus edition that I did in regards to NXT Battleground and AEW Double or Nothing. We'll talk more about that um, on Thursday or this later this coming week uh, when we talk AEW as well as NXT as there is a big cage match uh, that is scheduled tonight for NXT is by the time yeah. we pretty much are on the air as of right now. I think, it's, it's, I think the match is going on right now. Um, a big cage match between JC Jane and Gigi Dolan. Uh, there's a lot of excitement with that, so we're going to talk a lot about that later on this week when we talk AW as well as NXT. But before we get into Monday Night Raw, as you guys know, it's time to talk just another another run-of-the-muck, lazy, just lackluster fucking drizzling shits of a Monday Night Raw. And we're going to get into all of it because yeah. uh, there is a lot to talk about, and there's a lot I know, Brian, that you as well as I want to get off our chest in regards to that. But Brian, I'm going to let you have the floor since I know, um, you know, you wanted to talk some stuff about in regards to night of champions, since you were unable to do that uh, a few episodes ago. So Brian, my man, the floor is yours. Your thoughts about everything that transpired about uh, night of champions and, and everything as a whole, the floor is yours, my man, take it away. Yeah, man. There's been, you know, so obviously a, a lot happened this weekend, man. Um, no, I'll keep it mostly short and sweet. I might need you to remind me of some stuff, to be honest. Uh, but I'll, I'll start with the bloodline, of course. I mean, how can you not? Um, you know, finally, finally, you know, it's it's happened. You know, s somebody has has a, uh, you know, has has knocked the shit out of uh out of Roman. So that's right. Um, you know, I thought it was going to be Jay. Uh, you know, and it's Jimmy, obviously. Um. You know, when I was trying to think of, you know, storyline wise, how, cause you know, obviously when this whole thing started, you know, Jimmy was kind of the one like on board and Jay was the one resisting and, and, and Jimmy was, you know, trying to, to, um, you know, talking him in to, you know, just come in and, and, you know, kind of submitting under Roman. Um, so for Jimmy to be the one that is really kind of always been there, always kind of been on board up until very recently. Um, for him to be the one to do it, yeah, man, um, it, it's really freaking good, man. Uh, it, yeah, I can't say enough about it, man. Um, I'm just really, really looking forward to see what happens on Friday. Um, man, I mean, it just could go so many ways. And remember, so they also, they, uh, you know, mistakenly kicked Solo, too. So, obviously, there's going to be some fallout from that. And, and, mm -hmm. and we see where this is going. It's it's going to be Roman and solo against the Usos here for, for a bit. And, um, you know, I, I have, they've given me no reason to doubt that they're not going to deliver in, in this story that they're getting ready to tell. So, 
um i'm I'm just happy that it's it's finally happening in some you know to some degree yeah Mm -hmm. um it's it's past due uh if, if i'm being honest but um here we are, and uh, and we'll see where it goes, man. Um, but I, I like the way it ended um, at Night of Champions. Um, just really the, everything. And it, let me also, you know, before before I move on, um, just give a huge shout out to to Sammy. Um, you know, obviously this is something way beyond wrestling. You know, above and beyond that. Um, you know, obviously if you know anything about him, he's of uh, you know Syrian descent and all the political implications and religious implications that has in Saudi Arabia. Um, so for him to get that moment, uh, again, we've been talking a lot about moments here lately in the recent pay-per-views in Puerto Rico, um, you know, things like that. And, um, you know, as, as kind of as, as crappy as WWE here has been of late, like that's been one kind of like bright spot, man, where at, at least, you know, it's just, it's just fun. It's just good to see, wrestlers get a moment like that that again is beyond wrestling that is a moment in his life that is you know probably to some degree he never thought he would get you know um so awesome man i'd love to see that and and of course just the whole scene at the end you know with sammy up on the top ropes you know roman kind of distraught and then the usos up at the ramp ah man it, it was just it was really good man so it's that's the thing about WWE right now, man, is like, it's, it's most, it's like 80% shit, but that 20% is so fucking good. Um, so yeah, uh, overall, man, I loved it. Um, so moving on to obviously the world championship, uh, um, you know, we talk about who deserves it. Look, there's, I could think of probably half a dozen guys that quote unquote deserve it, or you could make a story or, uh, you know, a legit case that deserve it right now. Um, and if I'm being honest, like I, I, I would have rather seen AJ win this. However, again, they've booked themselves into the corner where now they're even mentioning it on raw as we'll get to about the whole, you know, draft. And why do we have a SmackDown superstar fighting for the fucking, raw title you know um so that being said you know rollins is the champ um i I don't know you know we we've mentioned here that he's he's you know shooting a movie he's got a a, you know at least a um a fairly small part i don't know how big it is but uh you know he's got a part in a movie um i don't listen i you know i could be wrong and if i am you know great it, it, it probably it would be for the better but i don't think he's gonna hold on to this title for long um you know a month maybe you know next pay-per-view maybe month month and a half two months tops um i don't know i just got that feeling um so i don't know we'll see where it goes man i mean obviously he's supposed to be the fighting champion um you know there every monday so we'll see what kind of feuds or, or storylines are gonna get him involved in man but um he's your champ right now and of course you can make the case that he deserves it uh i feel the character's got to change a bit you know for for mm-hmm. for this to work uh yep. long term absolutely yeah. so yeah um 
I don't know, Jay, what what other things can you think of, you know, or big moments uh, for Night of Champions? I'm trying to, it's been a long four days, man, so. <laughs> well, you I'm had, well, you had Asuka. You had Asuka winning the, the Asuka, Raw Women's Asuka, Championship absolutely. as well. What are your um, thoughts about that? Yeah, um, glad to see her finally winning the title. Um, absolutely. Um, I, you know, we had spoken about this before. What was it at the, the Rumble, right? Or the Rumble, she should have won it. I, I can't remember what pay per view it was. It was WrestleMania, she should have won. Could, Mania, yeah, Mania, Res- Mania, WrestleMania. Yeah, WrestleMania. Uh, yep. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, you know, I'm very interested to see where she goes with that and what kind of booking they do with her. Um. She's a she's another one. Again, I love her. I, I want her to see, you know, to see her do well in meaningful storylines. But you know, WWE has even with specifically Asuka since she's come up from NXT has never shown long-term that they are going to do that. So uh, that's all I have to go off of. So, you know, I hope it's good, um, but optimistic. (laughs) So, yeah. Very well said. Very, very well said. It's funny. You mentioned earlier about, you know, there's 80% of the time that what WWE produces, it's pretty much just straight up. Like I, like I mentioned last episode the drizzling shits right and then you have 20 percent or maybe i can even say less than that there's an argument even less than 20 yeah yeah absolutely i was like 10 yeah like 10 like 10 to 15 percent. i was gonna say you were being generous brian with that 20 percent but like just but that percentage that where there's you get a little bit of hope like there's a little bit of hopeful like okay now we we might be getting on to we might be getting somewhere like you know you right, see right. like the bloodline right now that 10 to 15% right now is the bloodline and what they got going on uh but yeah Brian very yeah. very well said and 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 who knows and i mean we have to i mean i guess we'll see where at, what, how everything transpires in regards to with Asuka um especially this coming smackdown as well as the bloodline there's going to be a lot of intrigue in regards to that to see how mm-hmm. how that what they have in store in regards to jimmy uso the usos in general paul Heyman, and roman reigns himself as yeah. he's going to be celebrating a thousand days is, is everybody happy by the way he, he finally got we, to his a thousand days thousand right days. and then like i said you know and gear up guys just buckle your as john moxley would say buckle your goddamn seatbelt because it's just the beginning. He's going to hold that for another 400 more days to pass Hulk Hogan. We know it's freaking coming. It's it's pretty freaking obvious as of right now. So that would be roughly around. So if he does that, that'd be roughly around probably SummerSlam next year. Somewhere yeah. around there. Somewhere somewhere around there maybe. Um unless yeah. they go it unless they go it's you know, I mean, you would think at this point like they're go- he's going to pass Pedro Morales. Uh, I mean, he's only got a several more days. And yeah. then, then you have Bruno San Martino. I don't remember the exact m- number of days I for Bruno San Martino. I think it was like 1,200 and something. Yeah, his, some, his something like that. Run, he's yeah. bound to pass those two. And you would yeah, think yeah. at this point, I mean, he, he's probably bound to pass Hulk Hogan as well. It would not freaking shock me. No. Um, but I don't know. There, it, it would also be, you, would all, you can also make the case that WrestleMania 40 – you know, because Cody Rhodes needs to have more struggle. I mean, we don't even know if it's freaking Cody Rhodes at this point. It really could just be anybody else. Like, like, I honestly would not shock me if it's not even Cody Rhodes. And that's why I'm concerned and why I was so frustrated. Brian, me and you have been so frustrated in regards to Cody Rhodes not getting that ultimate victory at WrestleMania yeah. because it's not a really a guarantee that he's going to show up and face Roman Reigns at WrestleMania 40. It's really not. And, and, and even if it is... Like, 
everything that's transpired up with of what Cody Rhodes has been doing mm-hmm. and you and you're and everything that they're doing now gearing all the way up to WrestleMania 40 like is it going to be that much m- much more of a feel than it should have been all the way up from WrestleMania 39 guys stop man it, it's yeah. just it's not it's not going to be at SummerSlam it's not going to be at WrestleMania 40 the moment was WrestleMania 39 um just just a few just a few uh, months ago or about two months ago i think wrestlemania has now been so but i I don't even know that's one i forgot to speak about let me speak about that match real quick with him and brian yeah go ahead man go ahead uh look they're they're gonna god damn it they're gonna they're gonna pound this into the dirt man um so the match right i mean he comes out there even beforehand, you know, from SmackDown and from Raw, whatever, right? His arm's broken. It hurts so bad. Even that night, he's coming in the ring. And the first 10 minutes or so, five, 10 minutes, anytime Brock touches that arm or, or anything happens, oh, gosh, I'm in pain, right? First 10 minutes. And then and then he proceeds to, I don't know, I guess it was just he must have hawked up, right? Got the adrenaline. And then just proceeds to use it as a weapon for the rest of the match. No, I could see, you know, periodically or whatever, you got this adrenaline burst and it, you know, you, you can use it, but Jesus Christ, it, it just, you're, you're, you're trying to play this sympathy, heroic, injured, but still fighting. Yeah. You, you're just, they're just going to pound it into the dirt, man. And, mm-hmm. and it's, it just they're, didn't, they're need, trying to, to, didn't they're need to be that way. To... It was, it was already, you had, you had a real life, built-in story of that mm-hmm. with him coming back yes. wrestling with, with the peck yes and coming back yes, absolutely and now you're trying to they're trying to latch on to that yeah it's 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 weak it's weak mm-hmm. man um absolutely because, yeah you know because well, it worked you know, so well because it got so much buzz let's say it can't work a second time no 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 absolutely i mean that's that i mean that was that was, I mean, we talk stuff about professional wrestling, right? And how sometimes there is a little bit of real about a real life yeah, yeah. You know, stuff that, that that is involved in regards to the wrestlers, their backstory and injury, right? You know, injuries, of course, like real life injuries happen in this, in this business. Sure. What happened with Cody was a real life thing that is going to be remembered with that torn peck for, for years to come. Seriously, I still freaking oh, yeah, remember absolutely. the match and everything. And they're like, like you said, Brian, they're trying to recreate that same magic, whatever, like you can't recreate that because that's what they're doing. That's like, he's trying to play the Superman character. Michael Cole's like, he's not human. He's wrestling with a broken arm. Like, what the fuck are we doing, bro? Who is falling for this shit? Because so, okay. So even you just take that on its face, right? What, what would you think? would be harder or more painful wrestling with a broken arm or wrestling with a torn peck. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know right. what I'm saying? It's just uh, right. It, it, yeah. it just does not make, it's just, it just comes out. So like you mentioned, they, they're, they, they're shoving it in the dirt and they're really shoving it in our fucking face. Like, Oh, look at Cody yeah. Rhodes. He's, he's battling with a broken arm. Right. It's just like, yeah. get the, Get the fuck out of here, man. Honest <laughs> to God. The more I talk about that, Brian, the more I get aggravated. We're, we're going to talk a little bit more about th- that whole situation sure. in regards to Raw. But, yeah, there is a lot, you know, of course, more to discuss, especially as we get to SmackDown 
Uh, but Brian, very good takes, my man. Very, very good takes. And we'll, we'll discuss more about how everything is going to transpire with Night of Champions, um, as well as the other two pay-per-views that we're going to talk about later on this week. Uh, but we'll get to that when the time comes. So let's get into the show. Yes, sir. Oh, man. But before <laughs> I do actually dissect this show, and there is, you know... Ah, oh, man, Brian, what I here's the thing, Brian, I put out an Instagram live. This was, I think, one of my last few Instagram lives that I did before we even started doing these podcasts. And I made a quote saying and I asked asking the audience about the definition of insanity, right? <laughs> the definition of insanity of doing something over and over and over and over and over again. And for the past month and a half, that is what you're getting with this show. The same format, the same nonsensical freaking ways to get into a match or a freaking the same feuds to set up a match. The format of the show is the same. The, 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 the same feuds of not having any explanation or reasoning to fight whatsoever. All of this shit over the past month and a half has there's no care and there's no fucking effort and i hate to continue to come like? onto this platform and say the same shit but guys i don't know what people else want me to say i am legit watching this show and and, and every single week i feel like i'm a, I, i'm i'm like a speaking like a broken fucking record because what else has been different over the past month and a half, what has been different about this show, guys, last night that you have not seen last week, two weeks ago, three weeks ago, over a month ago? What the yeah. fuck has been different? I'll give you I'll give you the answer short and sweet. There hasn't been. It's the same fucking shit every single freaking week. And it's it's just it's it's unbelievable. Um, I just, I'm lost for words. I don't know what else to say. Like I mentioned, I, I feel like I'm a freaking broken record coming onto this platform in front of this microphone. It's just, there's, there's no effort. There's no freaking care outside of the bloodline and, and forget even SmackDown, forget the bloodline for a second outside of that on this show. What is One making row. you that yeah. excited about Monday night raw? Like, what is making you go to work the next day in your office job and you're going up to the water cooler and say, hey, Brian, man, did you see the Cody Rhodes promo? Dude, freaking man. Like, did you see like he, he's, he, he said that he's afraid of Brock Lesnar's afraid of Cody Rhodes, dude. Like, I have to see this rubber match, man. Hey, man, I got to get back to work. But it's like, hey, four o'clock, I get off. Let, let, let's talk more about this, all right? Hey, Cody Rhodes and Brock, man. It, it's juicy stuff, man. A lot of stuff's going down. Guys, who the fuck is saying that, man? Yeah. Like somebody tell me who is getting fucking that, it, like getting their freaking rocks off about any part of the show. Trish and Becky. Okay. They actually put on a decent segment last night. And, and, and I, and again, that's all it really was, was decent outside of that. What else is there? There was, there's nothing. <laughs> there's legit fucking nothing at all. At all. You have NXT call-ups on this roster that are not even being fucking used. Katana Chance and Caden Carter. N nowhere to be found. Right? I mean, yep. Candice LeRae, Johnny Gargano, Indy Hart. I know Indy Hartwell is hurt, but the whole way shtick. Like, what's going on with that? I mean, all of this stuff. Like, what are the fuck are we doing here? 
<laughs> it just does not make any sense to me at all. And it's just like nothing is making you want to go back and watch this fucking show. And nothing, wow. nothing is getting you intrigued about Money in the Bank or hell, even SummerSlam. They are coasting, Brian. They are coasting nice in cruise control. They're, they're in their nice little cars. They're driving straight into cruise control, straight into SummerSlam. Forget Money in the Bank. Forget freaking producing good quality shows to get us interested in the fucking pay-per-view itself. No, let, let's just continue to have the same format because it's simplistic, it's easy, and it's just fucking lazy because we don't want to put the time and effort to, to give a shit or want to give a single shit. And, and, and you continue to see that and every single freaking week. And you know what fans want to continue to do, Brian? They want to continue to say, let it play out. Or as Triple H would say, you know, there's more story to tell. How is that working out for you, freaking Triple H, Paul Levesque? So, so, I, I mean, mean honest to God. Story. It's, I mean, they are. And he's, I mean, it, by him saying that, he's, he's not wrong because they are telling a story. It's just it, the story is shit now. And it's. And the way you're doing it is, right, but yeah, that's the but that's the thing. There's no story. There's no reason why they're fighting Brock Lesnar and Cody. Oh, like, that, what's yeah, the, right, right. you know what I'm saying? Like, there's no explanation of why. Like, dude, thing, this dude but... has been beating the shit out of Cody Rhodes for the past <laughs> two months, and, and, and there's no like comprehensive, logical fucking reason to why they're even butting heads. There's no fucking reason. So people are like, okay, like. There's no substance at all, man. If it comes out that, you know, at the end, and, and they've done this a couple of times in the past, you know, where it's a good month, two months where they, you know, there's this mystery, or, you know, kind of like a mystery thing. If it comes out, you know, at the end, which I, I think it's a legit possibility that it could be Triple H, you know, behind it all. Um, I think that could work, man. So I, I'll I'll give it to, you know, I'll give it that that uh, time, I guess. But whatever explanation that we get eventually, like it's gotta, it's gotta fucking pay off. Mm -hmm. No, absolutely. You know what I mean? No, no, no. no <laughs> you're no, you're one hundred percent correct. No, absolutely. Um, but yeah, man, like guys, like, and it's just because Brian, the more the reason why I'm honestly really frustrated about all of this is just because. Is that I? There's fans that will just defend it. They'll they'll defend Triple H like again, like he's this booking freaking god. Like guys, let me let me tell you something. Like and then there's fans that just want to continue to praise freaking people like Tony Khan and Triple H, and you know they see the television ratings and they see how low they are. They see how nobody is watching. Nobody wants to go back and watch the show. There's nothing for people wanting to watch the show to begin with. But people are saying, oh, the ratings don't matter. Oh, like, whatever. Get Just enjoy the wrestling, right? It's just all about the wrestling nowadays. And, and you know, and you pray. And that's what all that Triple H and Tony Khan do. Because that's what Triple H is all. That's all of his booking is. There's no story. There's no substance within these shows. It's just to give certain people longer matches. Okay. Like, that's, that's okay. That's a step. But that's it. <laughs> you saw yeah. extra time for... For people like Shinsuke Nakamura and Bronson Reed. Okay. But again, Shinsuke Nakamura won the match. Okay, great for Shinsuke. I, obviously, of course, they're going to be in the UK. 
they want him to to be a part of the show to get that little nice little you know sing along going on within his theme music get the crowd mm. get the crowd nice and hot i get but again with bronson reed what the fuck is it doing for bronson reed i can't and that's and that's what we're going to get into as well these qualifying matches as now we're gearing up for money in the bank in the next couple of weeks um i, I can't stand these qualifying matches brian i hate i can't stand them more than fucking that all they're they're no they're no better than tournament matches right instead of having like semifinals and finals it's just it's just a lose or go home type of freaking situation there. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's just a lazy way to again to fill up a freaking show. Let's put qualifying match after qualify. And I know they've done this for a while, but still doesn't make it right, man. It's just like, oh, it's like that's another excuse I hear. Oh, well, they've been doing this for 10 plus freaking years. They've always done this. Okay, how's that been working out for them, dude? You know, like we gotta stop making these fucking excuses. We gotta get our freaking we 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 gotta get our we gotta stop coddling the freaking balls of people like Tony Khan and Triple H, and freaking and, and freaking hold them accountable because you know because people like Triple H they're gonna, gonna they're gonna hear that and they're gonna continue to eat it up and be like okay let me continue to put out this this piss poor piece of shit type of show because sure. people continue to freaking just accept it and nothing's getting better because we just keep saying I like this show. It's just, oh my God, man. It just, it, it aggravates me, bro. It aggravates me to no fucking oh, yeah. end of how in the intelligence of these, of these rest events, if, if people want to come on here and Brian and disagree with what we have to say, that's totally fine, man. Right. But, but, but don't try to like, but fans can't come on here and try to disagree when we are using logic and common sense. We are dissecting this of what is actually, what is actually hurting the business and to say, Oh no, I disagree because of this and this and this. Shut the fuck up, man. You are part of the fucking problem. Do you understand that? You are the reason why we are getting this fucking show week after week. A bunch of bullshit, a bunch of shit that doesn't make sense, a bunch of shit that we just see every freaking week. The same format, the same fucking everything. Before we get into the show, I know I just I ranted about that just for several freaking minutes. But Brian, your your thoughts before we get into the show in regards to all of that. Yeah, I mean, I think it, it has been, you know, very, very weak booking, you know, since since Mania. Um, you know, as as far as, you know, fans, I mean, uh, there's going to be fans of all different creeds and, you know, liking whatever and, and not liking this or liking that. I mean, but if you want to just talk about, like, overall popularity and, like, who, you know, how many people are actually watching, invested, no mm -hmm. wrestlers and stories. Yeah. I mean, the, the biggest the biggest boom, I mean, I mean, at the end of the day, um, the viewership, the ratings do matter in that way. Yes. I mean, if you, you want to go back to the Attitude thank Era, you. I mean, they were doing seven, eight, nine millions. Mm -hmm. uh consistently and even mm -hmm. you know back in the 80s they had you know wasn't up that high but i would venture to say probably somewhere in the you know three to six million three to five million you know consistently and now we're down to you know one or not even a million in aw's case um and i don't you know i mean i don't know man times have changed i mean there's a shit ton of options now um so I, yeah 
Yeah. I, I, and listen, I, I get that. Like, oh, and that's another excuse that people make. They'll be like, oh, well, there are streaming services. And then there's 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 this and there's that. I'm like, guys, I get that. But that does not mean all oh, they're like there's there's NBA basketball games. There's NFL football games. There's, you know, my grandmother's birthday was just last week. Oh, why freaking like, guys, it doesn't at the end of the day, it doesn't matter if people are that intrigued. Or, or if they're that interested in watching a show, right? Just let again, Brian. Let's say if I'm watching the NBA Finals at some point, you know, this coming week, but something is that interested where I have to tune, I have to turn the channel over to the USA Network to watch. That right there is going to help your viewership. <laughs> that helps your quarterly hour numbers. Do people know what a quarterly hour number is in a television rating? That right there helps your ratings because because fans are intrigued to say, man, I'm watching this game. I like it, but I really like what's going on with Seth Rollins in this world title. I have to flip back over and watch it. So to make that excuse is bullshit because clearly you're more, because there's more, <laughs> there's nothing that's making you want to go back and watch on the USA network to see what's going on with Seth Rollins, to see what's going on with Ricochet, to see what's going on with Cody Rhodes, to seeing what's going on with all of these people, the judgment day, they're not giving you a reason. So why are we yeah. making fucking excuses, bro? It just doesn't make sense. I understand well, look, the goal I mean... is the, the goal is not to, to beat these people. I understand that the goal is not to beat people like the NBA. It's like, I understand people are going to watch these games. There's always going to be games. There's always going to be presidential speeches. There's always going to be all, all these different types of stuff. But that doesn't mean that the freaking WWE can't compete. They can't compete and try to put the best production or their best product out there. That's bullshit, yeah. man. It's just, it's bullshit and it's just fucking excuses. But yeah, Brian, before we get into the show, your final thoughts. Uh, I just, I mean, given the, the age and day and time, like, I don't even know. I mean, what what was the last, you know, big, huge, like, really huge, you know, TV show? Um, I think maybe Seinfeld or Lost, maybe. I don't know, back in the day. But that even that stuff was, you're talking about 20, 25, 30 years ago. Um, I, I just don't think there's there, there's anything out there, whether it be... Uh, wrestling or a TV show or an episodic thing, given all the ways people watch and consume information now, mm -hmm. I, I don't think you're ever going to see anything. Oh no, you're you know, listen. Reach, you're you're not good. Of, yeah, no, yeah, you're you're like not eight, gone. Nine, are the days? Yeah, no, yeah. gone are the days of like of television ratings from twenty to twenty five. I get that, but still, like again, with Monday Night Raw, like they should be at least around two million. Right. We talk about that with Monday Night Raw. It's like we're not because here's should the be, thing. Should be. I Yeah. And I understand, Brian. Like, listen, I'm not expecting guys. I'm not that fucking dumb. All right. I'm not expecting these numbers to go back to where it used to be in the attitude era. I understand that. I completely get it. And trust me, people's attention spans nowadays are also another fucking reason why, you know, yeah. people, just they don't care to watch a television show for two plus hours. I just want to watch the, the highlights on YouTube guys. I get it. But sometimes if you, if you do put on your best work and your best product, people will still want to tune in. I promise you, man. I promise you. I, and like I said, I know that the gone are the days of the attitude era and gone are the days of those numbers being anywhere close to where those numbers were back in the day. I get that, but there still has to be standards. 
And the standards have to be where these numbers have got to start producing to where the show has to get better, man. It just has to. And it and the and the ratings are the prime example of this show and what they're doing is not working. It's bigger than a playoff an NBA playoff game. It's bigger than any other television show that's on. It's bigger than any presidential speech or whatever the fuck people want to throw out there. It's bigger than that, man. People just do not have any interest to tune into this show. Once they once they see Seth Rollins and the same setup to a fucking tag match at the end of the show, that's what's getting you intrigued for three plus fucking hours. People are going to turn the shit off and they're not going to want to tune back in because they know what to expect. That's why the numbers are fucking down. You know, it's sure. just that simple. So, whew, man, that is a long cold open than what I expected to be for this show. But let's jump straight into this, guys. Let's jump straight into Monday Night Raw because there's a lot more that we want to talk about, especially in regards to everything of the fallout of Night of Champions. So without further ado, let's jump straight into this shit show. Let's do it. All right. Monday Night Raw, May 29th, 2023, live in Albany, New York. Hour number one starts off with your new world heavyweight champion, Seth Rollins. Starts the show, his music hits. He's coming through the crowd just like his old Shield days from way back. Um, he's got the freaking world title around his waist. People are singing his song. He's celebrating. There's pyro. There's streamers coming down. Um, and now, and he goes on to a little bit of a hype speech, like a celebration speech of winning the title. Um, he says, Monday Night Raw has now has a champion who wants to be here and who will be here and wants to fight. And AJ Styles, SmackDowns, quote unquote, AJ Styles, because brand split, because Triple H, Paul Levesque, because who the fuck cares? SmackDowns, yeah. superstar, AJ Styles, because he said, fuck the brand split. I'm going to come over to Monday Night Raw because I want to say congratulations to Seth Rollins. You know, <laughs> it's just as Brian, as soon as his music hit, I just burst out laughing. I'm like, yeah. unfucking believable unbelievable how they just don't give a and Styles is just straight up. I get it. I know I'm supposed to be on SmackDown. I get it. He even just said it straight up. Uh, he's like, I get it. I'm supposed to be on SmackDown. I'm just bursting laughing. I'm in fucking tears. It's just that whole hysterical. Um, so again, man, just the brand split. I mean, for years now, it's just been thrown out the fucking window. Forget this draft of this year. They've done it for freaking years now. And this year is just no. Different. Oh, yeah. So yeah. he says, listen, I know I'm supposed to be on SmackDown and everything, but he tells Seth congratulations about his title victory. Um, so, you know, they're just stroking each other's freaking, you know, sack or whatever the frick, you know, um, he says, however, you know, he doesn't, you know, he says, you don't deserve anything because you earned the right to be the world heavyweight champion and they shake hands and they show mutual respect. Right. And then the judgment day comes out and I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? Because I know what this is leading to, Brian, because we've seen this last week. We've seen this freaking two weeks ago. And now we're seeing it once again, where the judgment yeah. day come out. They talk a bunch of shit. They, they threaten Rollins about being the one to take the world heavyweight title from him. And it sets up a match with AJ Styles and Seth Rollins versus the judgment day. What the fuck are we doing? 
Like, are, like, do are do does does this company think that we're that fucking dumb? That w- this has not been the same start of the show that we've seen for the past fucking month. Like, what yeah. the fuck are we doing? I, I mean, as soon as the freaking segment end, like Brian, I, I swear, I, I I wanted to slam my head through a fucking cement wall. I, I, I it is unbelievable. So there's the start. There's are you guys riveted right now, guys, about this this title reign, man? This world heavyweight title reign for Seth. Man, it's going to be freaking and so intriguing, isn't it? Because you have a freaking superstar that he beat over on a fucking brand that he's not even fucking on coming over to a brand that he's not even on to now tag team with him to take out the Judgment Day. Brian, just go ahead, man. Your thoughts. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I guess they, ch- you know, Rollins coming back in through the crowd is a slight change. Um, but yeah, I mean, he gets in the ring and, and I mean, until AJ came out there. So, I mean, the first five minutes, half of it was just the crowd singing the song, man. Uh, more than half of it. Mm-hmm. And listen, you know, you know who I blame for this? This is Jericho, man. It's fucking Chris Jericho. <laughs> um, but no, so. No, look, you know what it is, Brian? It's singing- Bruce. It's Bruce Pritchard. Bruce Pritchard. He's not even part of the company, but it's Bruce Pritchard's fault. <laughs> you know, like there's a place and, and there's always been, you know, wrestlers that, you know, they'll sing the theme song or, or say the catchphrase or whatever. That's that's part of wrestling, right? Um, But really, like since Jericho started that, and it's great when Jericho, I mean, it's with, with Jericho now and the Judas song, like that's just solidified. That's what it is. But now, yeah, with everybody, like right now in WWE, you have Cody, Sammy, Seth Rollins, Shinsuke Nakamura. Uh, that's all I can think of off the top of my head. But all four of those stars, the crowd is doing a variation of the same fucking thing. You know, mm-hmm. it's just fucking do something else. Like, please, somebody change the song, something. I don't know. Um, <laughs> oh, no, this, that song. You're going to continue to hear that shit, man. Oh, like, they, yeah, they are going to shove that song. I, they're going to freaking shove it down your throat. You think they're shoving down the Cody Rhodes stuff down your throat? Oh, they're <laughs> shoving this freaking song even more, man. Um, but, yeah, man, that, that's what I mean about Seth Rollins and his title reign. Okay, he he's holding on to this title. Now what? Now he's yeah. teaming up with AJ Styles. For for what for, uh, again? AJ Styles, who's a SmackDown superstar. Again, what brand split? Oh, that's right. Nobody gives a shit because again, it's WWE, and you know they don't want to put any care, thought, and effort into anything. If your name's not Roman Reigns or maybe Charlotte Flair, or whatever the hell, you know, yeah. it's just it's ridiculous, bro. It is absolutely ridiculous. So now they have to play. You know, they're, they're playing, you know, coexisting. That's exactly what I want to see, Brian. I want to see Seth Rollins, right, and, and to start off his world title reign, coexisting with AJ Styles after he faced this motherfucker at a pay-per-view for that said title to take out the Judgment Day. Are, are you, are we kidding? <laughs> I mean, are we I kidding? The thing I think of, man, is that it was just a way to get Damian Priest in there with, like, top, top guys. I mean, that's the thinking of like what, why this would make sense, and just you want to. Yeah, I mean, and that's because I, I do feel like Damian Priest is on his way within the 
I feel within the next year, especially since they have this new title now, he he's probably going to be in the title picture. Yeah, no, at some I mean, point, and that's and that's fine if you want to yeah. do that for Damian Priest, but like th- that's the best you got, right? You know what yeah, I'm saying? I, like, like nobody, you're AJ just thro- still there. There's not even a story. You're just throwing these two in one segment just to throw these two in one segment. There's no substance, bro. And it's the yeah. same thing for the for the tag titles, and we're gonna get to that shit in just a second as well in the second hour. But yeah, there's no there's no like story behind of why these two are in the same freaking ring just to tell. Oh, you know, we're gonna take that title off of you someday, Seth. It, it could be yeah. it could be Finn, it could be Damian Priest. Rhea, Rhea Ripley says it could be my Dom Dom. That's the, I mean, that's the yeah. best you got. Yeah. Bullshit. Bullshit that that's the best you got. They don't want to give you the best. They couldn't care less to give you even 50% of their effort. Hell, that's a, that's being generous, even for, even less than that. So, but moving on, because we'll, we'll talk a little bit more about that in the main event. But up next is a Money in the Bank qualifying match. Ricochet defeating The Miz uh, via Shooting Star Press. So Ricochet, he's going to do all the cool flips and dives, everything in regards to Money in the Bank. And I'm sure it's going to be fun. I mean, that's when he, you know, that's when people like Ricochet should be doing the flips and the dives at a pay-per-view. And it'll be fun. But again, it's just, it's it's another way, Brian, to just fill up your show. Let's just put a qualifying match for a Money in the Bank pay-per-view because we've done in the past. So let's just continue to liquidate that cycle. So I really don't have much more to say. The Miz, he did a hurricanrana, which I was like, oh, snap. Like, I took a step back to that. I'm like, okay, Miz, like, freaking, you know, show off your skills, bro. I hear you, dude. Um, but outside of that, I mean, yeah, Ricochet just wins. Again, it's just another – it's just a match. Just to yeah. qualify for a, for a ladder match at Money in the Bank. And Ricochet wins, which is no freaking shock. Uh, like, yeah, like, I really thought that the Miz was going to win this freaking match. Because he's already held the money in the bank twice. He doesn't need to hold on to that shit again. Um, But it sucks that this dude just, like, I don't know. This dude has just been kind of irrelevant and just been placed in these these freaking segments where he just looks like a jobber in a clown show. And The Miz can pull off a good comedy segment. I get it. But to completely kind of just make him look like a geek and kind of embarrass him at times, it just, it's so, it's so weird. Um, It just really, really is. But... But yeah, uh, Brian, your thoughts in regards to that, and in, in regards. Yeah, to the I'll match. just actually just talk about the Miz here because I, I thought he looked really good in the match. Um, so yeah, just the match I don't really care about. Um, the Miz overall, like, listen, he's he's never going to get the respect that he's earned over his career um, coming in from where he started. Um, and I like because I can remember him. I like I still like watching him in in real time, like on the real world, right? Like he's you know this reality TV guy comes in to WWE, no doubt. Like and then there's things that I'm sure we'll never hear about or know about, but no doubt that pretty much that whole locker room made his life hell for a long time. Um. And to see what he's he's become and turn himself into, like, look, the Miz is great in the ring, man. Yeah, dude, he's just solid as shit. Like, he's been very consistent for his entire career, man. Entire really career, has. absolutely. Um, and so, and, and another thing, you know, it, up until recently, I think he just got hurt. What last year or whatever? 
Um, I mean, so he's had what a, a 15 year career now, at least um, somewhere around there, never, maybe even close I mean, to 20. I want to say maybe somewhere yeah, 15 to 20, never been injured up to that point. So he's always been consistently there. Um, and that's just, a, I mean, a pure luck thing, but I'm just saying as, as far as like wrestling and, and you know, storylines go, he's, he's never really had a whole lot of time off at any given point. Um, so yeah, you know, kudos to him. He he's never, you know, he's definitely going to be in the Hall of Fame for sure. But like probably among most wrestling fans, and I'm not saying he's you know greatest. I won't even say top ten or top twenty. I'm just no. saying from where he started from and what he had to go to get through to to where he is now, man. I mean, kudos to him, man. That's yeah, absolutely. He, he's made an excellent career. So. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sure. uh, that's all I got to say about him, man. Just you know, he deserves his flowers every every now and then because he he's been solid for a long time. Absolutely. But yeah, now he's just um, I, yeah. The last month, two months, I mean, he's just been jobbing out. I don't know. I mean, he's probably coming towards the end of his career, so you know, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, we'll see what I mean has planned for the Miz. I mean, I know he's doing all of his movie stuff, yeah. and he's got his show on the USA Network and everything, but. I don't know. We'll see. But I mean, in regards to this match, I mean, there's nothing to talk about. Um, just no. it's just another freaking just a qualifying match, Brian. Just a qualif just another match, just to give some time. That's what all because that's all that Triple H has. He doesn't have a creative bone in his freaking body, just like Vince over the past 10 to 15 years, because that's all he freaking knows. He comes on it like here's the thing about Triple H, and I really want to make this clear before I get into this next segment. Triple H. He's a, he's just, he's, he's a great performer, right? We, we respect this dude as a performer, but that's all this dude is. He's just a good performer as a booker, as a, as a creative genius, a God, he is the, like, he is legit the drizzling shits. Seriously. There has been nothing that that's been that much better. Like, cause here's the thing about NXT. NXT was also, you had people at the helm, like Dusty Rhodes, Dusty Rhodes had much more of a bigger impact than Triple H. Like you want to talk about NXT, sure. like and like you know their baby, Dusty Rhodes was NXT's baby. You know what I'm saying? Like it, it like Triple H was just, and he had all the right people around him in regards to HBK, William Regal, and Dusty Rhodes. And now, now he doesn't have that. He has Vince McMahon. <laughs> he has his he has his father in law, and he doesn't yeah. know. And he does, and you can clear his day. He's he's the head of the creative. He has all these titles and these freaking names. I mean, at some point, we gotta hold this dude freaking accountable. And he doesn't know what the fuck he's doing, man. And Vince McMahon is just to blame. I, I trust me. We've been saying, I've been saying it for 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 months, but before Vince McMahon officially retired and all that stuff, that Vince McMahon never left, and he's always had his hand in the cookie jar. I absolutely understand Vic, Vince McMahon needs to be blamed, but Triple H is 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 just to blame as Vince McMahon. That's all I'm going to say. I'm not going to play. I'm not going to kiss this dude's ass. I'm not going to feel bad for him. You know, you know, this, I'm just, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to, not going to kiss his ass. Like people kiss Tony Khan's ass. I'm not going to do that shit. I'm just not going to do it. Up next, um, Trish Stratus. Uh, she starts off, um, or moving on into our number one, her music hits and enters the ring. Um, again, she's talking her shit. She's doing her thing. Again, I mentioned this on the night of champions review. She is just a tremendous freaking heel. Um, she, she just, the way she just, you can tell that she's comfortable in there. 
she has a she had a nasty bruise as well. I didn't even realize that up until like halfway through halfway through the segment. But then they enter in crowd noise, and I'm just like, why, man? That you can tell like they're adding in piped in booze, and I'm like, bro, like just like let let Trish Stratus get that naturally, man. Like she can she can produce natural heel heat if you have to, because I know guys like people like I, I know I'm in the minority about Trish Stratus as a heel, guys. She is a tremendous freaking heel, and she can get that natural heel heat on her own. But if you continue to add in piped in crowd noise, then it's just like, again, and if she's not getting that heat, okay, fine. Then let her figure it out. Like she's a, she's a, she's been in the business for long enough where she can figure that shit out and get mm -hmm. heel keep with the crowd, the same heat that Dominic has gotten. And even Roman Reigns in the past in regards to his story with the bloodline has gotten, let her figure it out. Don't just blur the lines and just pipe in crowd noise and say, everything is great. You know, every, the business is freaking booming. It's just like enough, bro. Enough of that piped in shit. Cause, and you can, it's clear as day as well. You can, you can clear, it's clear as day. And you can also tell from the crowd reactions as well. It's just let Trish just do her thing, man. And let her adjust, let her adapt into that environment. She's Trish fucking Stratus, bro. Like let her figure it out. So that that's, that's just my one gripe about that. So again, she's talking her shit. Um, again, the crowd goes into what chance because, you know, attention spans and it's the size of a freaking snail and we have to just start a what chant. Um, she brings out Zoe Starks. So Zoe Starks, um, you know, she claims like, you know, I wanted to make a statement and who better than to learn from than Trish Stratus herself. And she's like, you know, I could have taken the hard road. I could have, you know, the same hard road that Becky did, but no, Hey, listen, I'm smart. I'm, I'm at I'm I'm learning from one of the greatest of all time, Trish Stratus over here. Um, and then that's when Becky Lynch comes out, Becky Lynch. And she just like she, she just comes out there and she just, you know, she she wants her rematch. She just wants her fight. I, I don't know what she said to Zoe Stark. She said something like, like I'm going to end your life or, so, or something like really freaking like just straight, just very blunt and very straightforward. It was just like yeah. it was actually I don't know. I, I kind of I was intrigued by that. I don't know why. And that's the thing about Becky. I know there's. There's also people out there think that I just just shit on Becky just to shit on her. I've always said that she's been a decent talent, and I thought she she was very tremendous in this segment and, and how and, and how she was able to just just able to perform and how you know to the way that her promo came off and how she was just straight to the point. She's just like all right, like just I, I'm done talking, like you know Zoe, f you or whatever the heck she said, and just like I want to fight, like let's have this rematch right now. Um, and Zoe Starks, I don't know if Trish Stratus sent freaking Zoe Starks to go after her like a dog or whatever, but Zoe Starks just storms up the rampway. Uh, Becky Lynch just lays her out, um, up on the staging area and then Becky Lynch and Trish Stratus come to blows. Um, but then of course, then, uh, Starks comes back into the ring and then the numbers game are just not no, or no longer in Becky Lynch's favor. It's now a two on one assault Starks hits her th or C three sixty. Trish Stratus delivers a right hand, and I believe it was she had a ring. I think that was her Hall of Fame ring, and she just lays out freaking Becky Lynch. I thought that was a cool little, cool little ending to the segment there. Very, very nice. Um, and then yeah, so Becky Lynch is left laying in the corner, and with the thank you Trish <laughs> on top of her. Um, and then yeah, so Starks and, and and Trish Stratus they are standing tall once this segment um, is over, as that's how the segment ends. So. Decent segment, probably the the mo the more <laughs> probably the only positivity guys. Just a, just a spoiler alert. The only the the only 
most 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 of positivity that you're going to get in this freaking review. <laughs> I'm just saying right now. Um, decent segment. And it's been the most bright. And we've spoken about this, Brian, over the past several weeks, how Trish, Becky, everyone else involved, now Zoe Stark's involved, has been the bright spot of this show. And it continues to do so. I can't really say this was good, but it was a decent segment that still accomplished a lot. And it's no harm, no foul. I'll take this um, in regards to what we've been given any freaking day of the week. So, uh, Brian, your thoughts, my man, in regards to this segment between Trish, Zoe Starks, and Becky Lynch. Yeah, I, I can't even go that far to say. I, I mean, I just – I wasn't feeling it, man. Um, mm. So, Well, first I'll say it, I, this probably had a lot to do with it, but I didn't notice the bruise on her face at first. And obviously, it came from, um, you know, Night of Champions. I, I don't know where, but – she obviously <laughs> took a hell of a shot, uh, you know, to her jaw. So I imagine that had a lot to do with like her promo and just her ability to talk and speak in general. Um, I don't know, man. I, I mean, it, she, and again, I, I guess I, I'll give her a pass for that. Cause I imagine that was the case, but it was pretty flat. Like the crowd just was not into it at all. And yeah, when WWE adds the crowd noise, it, it just, it makes it worse. Um, mm -hmm. So yeah, I, I don't know. I, I am a little interested, um, you know, now that Zoe Stark uh, is there. I, I just, I, I want to see where that goes, man. Because I, I really, to be honest, I and mean, we don't see this too often, um, but I think it would be good if, you know, because Trish, I don't think is going to wrestle for long. Um, but maybe if she like transitioned in, into some sort of like a manager mentor, whatever with Zoe, um, that could be pretty, pretty good. Um, so yeah, you know, I, I, I guess, I mean, ultimately I would imagine this is leading somehow to a match between Becky and Zoe, um, or at least that's, that's the intent. Yeah. Um, so yeah, you know, we'll see where it goes. That could be good. I, you know, I, I've, so far, from what I've I've seen of Zoe, I'm I, I like it. Um, I, I you know it, I'm willing to give it a chance. I like so I like what I've seen so far, and I think there's a lot of potential there. I mean, there's been some stumbles, but yeah. overall, I like what she's doing, man. So, uh, yeah, we'll see where she goes, man. But other than that, I mean, the I don't know. I, I just can't. You know, Trish and Becky, they had their match. Uh, you know, yeah, it was a DQ, but like I don't need to see that feud continue. That's just me personally. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I, I would imagine at some point, if, if Zoe is going to be, you know, kind of at Trish's side, uh, somebody at some point is going to join Becky. You know, who knows that who that could be? But I imagine somebody's going to join her. Yeah. 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 No. No doubt. Um. Uh, and who that person is, um, <laughs> I guess we'll soon yeah. find out. But yeah, no. And Brian, I, I I hear where you're coming from. I mean, no doubt. Like I mentioned in this in this segment, it was no more than decent. Um, but still, there was some substance. You know, there's a reason. Yeah. And I like the fact that Zoe Starks is involved in this because I mean, because if she was going to continue to do, and I mentioned this in, in the Night of Champions review, if she was going to continue to just go out there by herself and put on these two to three minute matches with people like Candice LeRae or Mia Yim or whoever that person is, right? right. And it was just going to continue to diminish her. But now you're putting her in a position to succeed where you're putting, you're, you're putting her in a feud, whether we like it or not, 
it's a big it's a big feud. They're putting a lot of time sure, and effort absolutely. into it with Becky Lynch and Trish. And that's yeah. putting a lot of eyeballs on her. So I do have to think of that, Brian, in that aspect to where it is yeah. helping Zoe Starks because what other NXT talent are they using that same in that same light? Like you freaking again, uh, Katana Chance and Caden Carter. Again, where are they at? You know, well, freaking Odyssey like, Jones. Uh... How long yeah, do you ahead. think, um, if it's a broken ankle, how long do you think that takes to heal? Because I'm thinking if it's, if it's relatively close, like another couple of weeks, Indy Hartwell, man. Indy a broken Hartwell ankle? Back out I don't know, be, man. Uh, that takes, I don't know. I feel like that, that would take maybe longer than a couple of weeks, maybe. A broken ankle? I mean, she's been out for like a month now, though, hasn't Has she? Has it been a month now? I mean, uh, About I maybe mean, three weeks. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, I would say. Well, she it was it was what it was spring breaking, right? It was NXT spring breaking. I want to say it was that pay per view yeah. or whatever. So that was what I want to say a month. Yeah, about a month ago, three weeks ago, maybe somewhere in yeah. that time frame. So I don't know. I have to get. I would have to get update in regards to her injury and oh, see yeah, where for she's sure, at for sure. physically. Um, but yeah, I mean, saying, maybe I could, be, I could be really down with that if if she's like returning soon and then. You know, to showcase again, you have you brought up these NXT stars, and so far you haven't done anything with them. So yeah, yeah, get Indy and Zoe like involved in a major storyline with two, you mm-hmm. know, already established stars. Man, like yeah, I could be. And I'm good. sure Indy, and I, I think they're probably that's what they're waiting on, especially with the way uh, with Johnny Gargano, Candice LeRae is for Indy Hartwell to get healed up, and then they'll probably start up that faction. Um, when what when that time is going to come, I don't know. Yeah. But that's probably what they're resting on for he, for for Indy Hartwell to heal up her injury and to get this way faction, you know, started up again. So, but we'll see. I mean, with Indy Hartwell, but again, outside of those two people, like Odyssey Jones and these like Apollo Crews, like and even the, not even just NXT talent, like these returning Raw superstars like Shinsuke and, and freaking Xavier Woods. But like, like, what are we doing with these people? Like, what value? What what? Like, like, what are, what value are they holding being on these shows for like, for, for not even like for, for putting on what, like sometimes like five minutes, six minute matches for what it just doesn't make sense. You're just putting on a match just to put on a match because you have nothing else in your, in your show that has substance or storytelling or any intrigue. So let's just throw a match. Let's have freaking Dominic face Xavier Woods. Like we saw a couple weeks ago. Let's see Dominic face Apollo Crews. Right. It's just it's lazy, man. It's just yeah. freaking lazy. But at least with Zoe Starks, you're getting you're getting some effort put into her booking um, and, and having her feel somewhat relevant and, imp- and important. You know, that that's the most important thing at the end of the day is feeling is feeling like, you know, there's value and there's substance within of what she's in, you know. So we'll see how it goes. I understand people not being on board with that. I spoke about that as well. If people are not into it, I completely understand. I'm not saying it's been great. It's been outstanding. But at least from what I have seen and what I have dissected, it's been decent. And, and I'll freaking take it. And I understand what the whole – and that, that's what I was in, – and this is another thing we talked about too, Brian, as well. Like you know, the whole SummerSlam thing because – it was going to be hard to push that match all the way to SummerSlam. So I think they kind of had no choice but to do this match, regardless if it was right or not, but to have this match and then maybe push it to 
all the way to SummerSlam because that's what it's going to that's what it's going to come to sure. as well as well who knows probably Brock Lesnar and Cody as well but it's <laughs> but hey at least there's some substance Brian at least there's something that there's something there that we can kind of that that we can gravitate towards and see what it leads to in regards to where you're not even getting anything else in the show you know yeah and that's that's just really it so to end our number one Indusheer wins a 60 second squash match um yeah i mean look Indusheer, i listen i like jobber matches i'll make this short and sweet um they had a jobber match i think a week or two ago as well i like Indus. i i like the visual of Indusheer. i think there's potential there yeah. Um, but like, okay, you put up a squash match. Okay, great. I like squash matches. I like jobber matches. You know, Brian, how I feel about it. It is very needed in this, in this company, but it, it seems to me like these jobber matches could be like, we could be having more fun with these jobber matches. It feels like they're just there to put on a couple of moves and just win the match instead of like these guys, like legit, like beating the holy crap out of them. You know what I mean? Like I'm talking to the next level, like to the amplified of measures, you know, it just seems like, though they put on a few moves or two and they just win the match. And I'm like, okay, they looked dominant. I, I, I acknowledge that, but I feel like we could be having more fun with these jobber matches, really go the extra mile to get people captivated. Don't just have a jobber match just to have a jobber match, you know? And I, yes, obviously it's needed, but just to, I just feel like we could just be doing more, like just get more creative to see like, how can we really make this fun? How can we make a 60 second jobber match, get people that captivated to say, Oh snap into sheer. Like they're a force to be reckoned with. Like, I really want to see these two to be honest, Brian, I'm not, I'm still not getting that from them. I think there's potential yeah. there, but you're still not getting that. You know what I mean? It, it's just, it's just not happening. Uh, but your thoughts about that, Brian, before we go into our number two. Um, yeah, I'll keep it short too. I mean, yeah, they look dominant as they should. Um, long-term, um, like, yes, given visually, like if they start really delivering in matches and, you know, promos and storytelling, whatever, like, look, eventually tag team champions written all over them, dominant tag team champions. Um, but, but it's it's Ginger Mahal, and you know I, I'm I just I just got to call it out as, as what it is. It's Ginger Mahal, and then two guys you know of of Middle Eastern descent. They're never going to push these guys long term because you know no. again you you go you go to the Midwest, you go down south to shows. People aren't going to get on board with it, and it's it's un fucking unfortunate, but. That's going to be the reality of it. It's they're yeah. not gonna, they're not gonna be, be given the time of day. But yeah, they're push push long term. I mean, they. I wish they were because yeah, they given the look of those guys and what what I you know it's it's two giant guys doing a squash match. So it's not like they've shown off any great wrestling ability, but for a tag team of that nature, they don't need to. Um, and yeah, they could be great, uh, but I don't think I would say they should be tag team champions somewhere here, you know, in the future. Because um, KO and Sammy, I don't think they should be hold the belts for too long. 
Um, you know, you got to have a legit tag team holding the belts, but yeah, I, I don't even know if they'd ever do it just, just for that, that reason. Um, and yeah. you know, they've already buried Mahal, Jinder Mahal once before, you know, hmm. I, don't, I don't know. He, it's, there's it no, it could be a lot better than I think they're ever willing to do. Yeah. There's no belief that they're they're going to get that treatment, man. There's just not. Yeah. I mean, you would think maybe because, I mean, Jinder Mahal did hold the, the WWE championship at one point in his career. But still, I mean, I think if we're if we're using logic and common sense, too, it's just like, I mean, yeah, we want to see this team succeed because there's potential. But I mean, like what what makes us think it would be to make us think that that's the case, you know? And that's that's just unfortunate, like you said. But I mean, I guess yeah. we'll find out within the next couple of weeks to see where Indashir is heading. So, hour number two. So there's your first hour, guys. So all that happened in the show. Another tag match was set up for the for later on the night. A Money in the Bank qualifying match. Trish Stratus in, in a segment which was somewhat decent, and then a sixty second squash match. <laughs> Oh, Brian. Brian, are you excited, man? I mean, how yeah, intriguing was this first night of champions, right? Exactly. I mean, dude, like, I mean, this is the fallout of night of champions, man. Like this is like money in the bank is in a couple of weeks. Like, man, like this is just like, wow, bro. I, I mean, on tag team champions, uh, Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn, their music hits and enters the ring. Uh, Kevin Owens is wearing the bloodline t-shirt, the, we, the ones t-shirt. The freaking KO was just like, he was on something else freaking last night, man. This dude was like, he was funny at times, but I feel like he was trying a little bit too hard at yep. times. Yep. I feel like, and I feel like that's a lot of times with Kevin Owens, like when he really tries to be funny, it's like, he's really, he's trying very, very hard to be funny or whatever. I don't know. It's, it's, it's very, it's very noticeable, but still Kevin Owens was, he, he was funny in, in, in some of this stuff, at least trying to make something out of nothing. Like I always say. Yeah. But uh, they they talk and they soak in their victory at Night of Champions. You know, it says it was Roman's worst night of his life, and he deserves every and you deserve everything you got. And quote unquote from Sami Zayn, um, mm -hmm. and he says, "Listen, Roman, you know you can headline WrestleManias, you can freaking hold that title for another thousand days. Hell, you can be inducted into the Hall of Fame tomorrow. But now Roman has to has to know in his heart that we won." You know, at the end of the day, like we won the war, you won the battle, but we won the war because right. we, we, we dismantled your faction. That's the bloodline. Cause it's, it's done. Um, so I like that little aspect there, but then yeah. Imperium comes out and they come face to face with Imperium. And I'm like, why, 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 why? Cause again, <laughs> cause again, these, these same two dudes, they just freaking lost to Sami Zayn and KO, I want to say a week or two ago, did they not, Brian? Um, just looking yeah, like a bunch of geeks. Well, in a six-man tag two. match, it was it was them and Scooter McGee, Matt Riddle, Gunther, against yeah. freaking Imperium, and they take a simplistic freaking loss. And Gunther's first legit first match on Monday Night Raw, um, yeah. just just having them freaking lose. So Imperium comes out, they say a bunch of crap, saying like you know they're them holding on to titles is an embarrassment. And Kevin Owens and Zayn, they're just making fun of him. They, they make fun of Vinci and his bald head. And then Alpha Academy interrupts. And then Kevin Owens and, like, I think Chad Gable said some words because he's they got a match coming up with Imperium coming up shortly after this segment. This was kind of funny. 
Um, again, I'm just trying to, Brian, at this point, I'm trying to find anything that's something that's funny. That's just making me entertained. Right. And Kevin Owens is like, he's like, do the thing. He's telling, he's telling Chad Gable to do the thing. He's like, you know, the one where you say, you say it weird, but it makes me chuckle every time. And he does the, oh, thank you. <laughs> and he's like, yes, you're welcome. Freaking Kevin Owens right. from the Ram. And it's like, Brian, at this point, I'm taking anything where anything's just any semblance of entertainment, like I'm just trying to soak it in. And you can tell that these superstars, they're trying to make something out of nothing. And what's just mm-hmm. a segment that's just going freaking nowhere. Um, you can tell, right? I mean, they're trying to be funny. They're, it's going nowhere. It's just completely, it, there's no reason for these freaking two. They're just being thrown together. Again, why? Why are they being thrown together? I'll tell you why. Because WWE doesn't freaking know why. <laughs> that's the problem. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so Alpha, so the next matchup was Imperium versus Alpha Academy. The match time was legit five minutes in length. Um, Kevin Owens and Zayn on commentary. They were on commentary for majority of this match. Um, Valhalla or Sarah Logan, she comes out and Maxine. So, so she comes face to face with Maxine. Maxine hits a roundhouse kick that does, does little to no damage to freaking Valhalla as she chases her up the rampway. Um, and again, commentary, again, they're just letting KO and Sami Zayn just talk the entire match. And Imperium wins the match via the Imperium bomb. And that was it. Um, so Imperium wins the match. Okay, great. Awesome. Fantastic. But Chad Gable once again takes another loss. He takes the pinfall. It's yep. just another, again, guys, I feel like I'm a broken record of how many times I have to come onto this platform to come in front of this camera to say, I mean, how many freaking losses does it take for people to freaking realize that Chad Gable and the way that he's being booked is fucking ridiculous? Um, it's just, I, again, like just don't, and I, oh, but Imperium needed to win the match. They need to look dominant. They're going to have an upcoming match with freaking the, the tag champs, Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. First of all, they've already beat these motherfuckers. Second of all, wh- why are you, okay, Imperium needs to win the match. Then why put in a team like Alpha Academy in there. For what reason is it going to do any any good for them to take a loss in this match when they don't fucking need to? Yeah. Um, and I'm going to make this last statement because, I mean, I'm not going to re- waste my breath in regards to that. Um, and that's about Otis. I'll tell you what, Brian. I don't know if you noticed this, man, but Otis has been looking really bad in the ring. Uh, like, he just looks very slow. He looks very out of breath. Like he was doing the caterpillar. I don't know if you noticed as he tried to do the kick up, he kind of stumbled and almost lost his balance. Like I've been noticing that a lot lately. Like he just does not look good in there, dude. I, I don't know what <laughs> that, it is. Like at the end of the match where he went through the ropes, like yeah, even him running towards the ropes, yeah, like really. It slow. just does not look good at all, man. Yeah. It, it looks really bad. I've been noticing this for a while. I haven't mentioned it yet, but now it's even becoming more noticeable. Where. Like, again, even like the Caterpillar, like you could tell it's taking a lot out of him just to do that. Mm. Um, it just it just doesn't look good, dude. I, I don't know, man. But that just I just had to bring that up because it's very, very concerning. I don't know if that's just like a, a weight issue, if he's just put on a few more LBs or something like that. I, I don't know. Um, but yeah, like this dude lately over the past few weeks has not looked good, dude. Um, it's really showing. Seriously. Again, Brian, I don't know if you caught that, but. Um, just again, but I, I had to bring that up cause it was, I've just been noticing that over the past several weeks. So, but yeah, Brian, your, your thoughts in regards to the segment, um, with Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn and Imperium in this tag match. 
Yeah, I mean, the segment was meh. Um, I mean, it was okay. Very, felt very forced at times. Um, I will say, man, uh, dude, Kaiser on the mic, man, I like him. Uh, I, I think he's he's really starting to... He's I don't know. To me, he's starting to stand out a little bit more in Imperium. Um, I don't think that means anything in WWE, uh, but... I don't know. I'm, I'm just the way he announces Gunter, and then even him talking on the mic uh, last night to to KO. Um, I, I think he's doing a pretty good job. Uh, yeah, as far as the match goes, um, I mean, if I'm being honest, like I, I feel, I feel like Imperium should be your tag team champions. Um, you know, again, as I've gone back to, to say before, like, I mean, I, I just, Sammy and KO are going to be singles. They're not a, a, a long-term tag team. They're, they're just not. Um, so, you know, I, I'm kind of, I would assume, or maybe, I don't know, Judgment Day could win them. I don't know. But I think Imperium's going to win the, the titles here soon. Um, I, mm-hmm. I think they should. I, you know, them beating KO and Sammy, like, I don't know how that's going to go down. Um, I don't know. Uh, and yeah, about Alpha, Alpha Academy, you know, we've spoken about this before too. Like, maybe they should have been broken up here a while ago and, you know, have them. Be, Gable can be a single star. I don't know about Otis. Um, but again, it, it's you know too much of your tag division is, is made up of of people that are, are singles competitors. Exactly, man. Together, that's the yeah. problem. Nope, this tag division sucks. It flat yeah. out is freaking horrible. You have people, and especially for the women, Brian. I mean, and we're going to get to the women in this fatal four way tag match as new tag champs were crowned as well last night. But I mean, just random team after random team, and they and it just and we just again we continue this vicious cycle to where again there's no again at least there's a reason for Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn who are singles competitors, but there's a reason why they're teaming. There's a history, right? There's a history, and there's a reason of the story with the bloodline to where now they're they're the face of pretty much the face of the tag division right now. And, and a reason why they're they're teaming, you know. So you so that so in that aspect, it's fine. But to throw people in in a random tag team like Braun Strowman and Ricochet, what what? Why are they teaming? What's the backstory behind the team? Like, g- give me something. Like you're throwing yeah. in two people in a team and expect me as the as the fan to give a shit. It doesn't make any sense. Freaking Chelsea Green and freaking. And Sonya Deville, they both have the same hatred for for Adam Pierce. Right. By the way, speaking of Adam Pierce, I have to mention this. By the way, this, <laughs> I forgot to mention this in hour one. So backstage, he's calling up. He's calling up freaking SmackDown officials. Triple H or Vince or something. Yeah. Like who is he talking to? Thank you, bro. I thought that you made the decisions. <laughs> like, did, does he not? He tells that to Chelsea Green and uh, and, and freaking and, and Sonya Deville every week. I make the decisions. So if you're trying to book a match on your show, like, who the fuck are you talking to? <laughs> Yourself? <laughs> freaking well, Vince? Well, he's got to run, run it by the big wigs now because, again, 
they've done the draft, but you have a SmackDown superstar here on Raw. And what the fuck, Triple H? <laughs> I, I mean, like, make it make sense. This right. dude has been, he's acknowledged the fact that he makes the matches. He's this official. And now he has to get confirmation from other SmackDown officials. Like, what other, dude, you run both shows. So what are you, who are you fooling? Who are you calling up? Who are you talking to, my guy? Oh, right. my God, dude. It's just make it make sense. I, I had to bring that up. But, but yeah, going back to this tag division. No, it's man. getting bad when the wrestlers and the talent are mentioning on camera the the nonsense of the brand split. When, right. You know, AJ Styles, yeah. right. I mentioned that on the, on the Night of Champions review. Yeah. Oh, yeah, Brian. It's getting to that point where it's that freaking bad. Uh, but yep. we'll, let, let's, we'll, we'll talk more about this tag division, especially in regards to the women. But, yeah, I mean, you guys know at the end of the day. I mean, you're, like I said, Braun Strowman, Ricochet, as well as many other tag teams in the past that are just thrown together. And and even if they are, like, even the Street Profits and, and other tag teams, the Viking Raiders, like, those are people who are legit tag teams. They're not getting the time of day. They don't feel special yeah. because they're not involved right. in anything special. They're not giving us a reason to care. Um, and tag, tag, honestly, I mean, tag team wrestling in this company has been pretty much dead for a long time. And it's just, yeah. it's just the truth, man. The only thing that's holding any type of relevancy has been the Usos. I mean, legit. Yep. So, but yep. yes, but speaking of tag, <laughs> uh, the, the tag division, let's, let's go on to the women as the women, uh, were in a fatal four-way match to crown new women's tag champions. Um, of course, due to Liv Morgan and her injury, um, you know, the titles had to be vacant as and now you have this fatal four way match to determine new champions. You have Raquel Rodriguez and Shotzi again, Shotzi from SmackDown <laughs> showing up to Raw to face damage control versus Ronda Rousey and Shayna Baszler versus Chelsea Green and Sonya Deville. Guys, this match I'm going to say straight up was horrible. I mean, it, it was, was it was horrible. not it was a, it was horrible. It, it was yep. fucking trash. It was ridiculous. I mean, people use the excuse, "Oh, it was a good match." Are, are you are you going to give me that excuse for this because this was a fucking shit show. Guys, Shotzi, she delivered a senton onto her own partner. Did you see this, Brian? She so so Eo Sky is delivering the pinfall. She her timing was way off, and by the time she hits the senton, she just strucks freaking Raquel as she's on the freaking guys. Oh my God, dude. Oh my God. Yeah. I, I mean, it is ridiculous. And I understand the wrestlers, they have to be better, but you have to put these women in a position to succeed or you're just going to overly expose these women, man. It's just, and it's going to look sloppy and it's going to, it's not going to do anything that anything well for them. It's just not, but to make a long story short, as I cared, I gave zero fucks about this match. And this match, as sloppy as it was, is not even worth talking about. But Ronda Rousey and Shayna Baszler won this match as Shotzi went for her her splash from the top rope. She gets caught in the arm bar, taps out instantly. Guys, Shotzi immediately. immediately taps out. Exactly. But this is I believe this is now the fifth time that Shotzi has tapped out to Ronda Rousey. Like legit the fifth straight, the fifth straight freaking time that Shotzi's been tapped out. It's just, okay. Yes. Again. So Shotzi continues to, uh, yeah. <laughs> align yourself with Raquel just to, just to once again, tap out instantly, instantly. Yeah. But Ronda Rousey, as we expected, Ronda Rousey and Shayna Baszler are your new women's tag 
champions. Brian, my man, I'll let you start this off. Your thoughts of uh, this tag match and Shayna and Ronda being your new your new tag champs. Yeah, I'll keep this one short too, man. Yeah, it was a it was a shitty, ugly, botch filled match. Um, right call at the end, Shayna and and Ronda winning, but a shitty match, man. Um, yeah. So going forward, man, I just I mean it's it's Ronda and Shayna like. They have to be booked as dominant, you know, a dominant tag, a dominant force, man. Um, we'll see what they do. Uh, but again, right call, shitty match. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's it's just, it's just, yeah, I mean, this was the most simplistic way that you can book this match to have Ronda and Shayna win. I mean, we expected it to happen. Um, it's just, I, I can understand the whole concept about, Rhonda and Shayna holding titles and nobody needs to see it. And I understand, but I mean, this was the only way that you can do this. Um, yeah. it, it's just, and look, if, if that's what, if that's the way you want to go, then fine. Just make me care about these two. Do these two need exactly. to be holding on the titles, Brian, to feel as such as a team, to be honest with you? No, they really don't. But honestly, at this point they had no, they have no choice. I mean, they were going to, whether it was tonight, or whether it was Money in the Bank or SummerSlam, these women were going to hold on to these titles regardless. We knew that. Um, but I, I don't know. It's just, it's just, it's just really weird. It's an unfortunate situation. Yeah, they're holding titles, but once again, it's it's you're you're in a, an irrelevant women's tag division that's right. going absolutely nowhere at the end of the day. So to end our number two, JD McDonough versus Dolph Ziggler. So we haven't seen these two. Legit since that freaking uh, that Intercontinental Championship Battle Royal, they right. freaking JD McDonough attacks Dolph Ziggler. Why I don't know. Out of all people, you want to make a name for yourself. You attack Dolph Ziggler. That's been irrelevant for freaking years, and they and now the now instead of just telling a story, then just let's just throw the match out there. You know, forget telling a story. Forget making people care. Let's just have the match because we don't want to even bother you know, giving a shit about either of these two. This wasn't even a match. I can't even call this a match. It was the, ma- it, at least from when it, la- how it lasts, it was about a minute and a half as Ziggler just gets his ass kicked by, by JD McDonough. Um, as both men were counted out and Jamie, JD McDonough just lays out Ziggler. I think he like stomps his head on the steel steps and whatnot and just takes off and, and the segment ends. And that's how our number two ends. I'm going to keep this short and simple guys. This is no disrespect to JD McDonough. I mean, with Dolph Ziggler guys, like I I truly, and this is how I genuinely feel, Brian, that Dolph Ziggler is still one of the best wrestlers in the world today. Legit. Even at his age, I really do believe like if um, that this dude can still freaking go and, but you wouldn't know that because of his booking and what his situation is with this company. But JD McDonough, I mean, I'm sorry, man. Um, I know there there might be a lot of JD McDonough fans out there, but I see nothing special from this dude. This dude just looks like another average wrestler with average built, average height, with an a, just an an average just a whatever his character is, and just another run of the muck type of character. That's it. Tweet that. Print that. That that's that's all. That's all I got for you about JD McDonough. I mean, that there's nothing special. What is special about this dude? I hope that changes. I mean, I mean, again, I hear so much about this dude, but as of right now, Brian, I don't see anything. <laughs> I just, I just don't. I want to be on board, but 
I just, I don't see anything, dude. This dude is just another, they make him look like an idiot just going targeting Dolph Ziggler out of all people. Because again, the way that Dolph Ziggler has been booked, it, it's just does not make any sense at all. And nothing's yeah. intriguing about it. So Brian, your thoughts, my man. <laughs> yeah. So I've been uh, kind of watching this guy and, and I like him um, back from NXT. Now, I don't know. Yeah, this this feud or, or whatever it is with him and Dolph, yeah, I, I don't get it. Um, and then to you know have his his first match here just be a, a minute and a half double count out, like, uh I, I mean, just just not off to a good start. I mean, it, no. it's so. It's no I mean, the way it looks is that like you, you've just injured Dolph to now he's going to be like written off TV for a little little while. So then now what are you doing with J.D. McDonough? Um, I don't know. Uh, I, I do like him. Um, I just don't. Yeah, not right now, uh, since he's been called up and, and this thing with Dolph, uh, just, yeah, not interested. Yeah, so, there's, there's nothing interesting about it. And until that changes, yeah. then that, that's, that's where I'm at with him. Yeah. Um, there's just nothing. Nothing stands out about the dude. I don't know what the hype is about. Um, I just don't. Oh, oh, but he puts on great wrestling matches. Okay, so does Ricochet. So does freaking Cody Rhodes. So, so does freaking uh, a lot of. So does Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. Okay, <laughs> what the, so does everybody in this business. I don't know what that right. ex- again. Just make he, this dude has to have something intriguing for me to give a shit about him. And right now he doesn't. He's just another average height, average weight, typical run of the muck wrestler. That's all he freaking is. At least as of right now. So. That's that's all I got in regards to JD McDonough. So, and now we go into our number three. Cody Rhodes, his music hits. He enters the ring, comes out with that arm cast, that arm sling, and all. Um, recaps his loss against Brock Lesnar at Night of Champions. He says years ago he would have tapped out. He talked about him passing out in regards to the match. He says, you know, years ago I would have tapped out in that match, but you know he doesn't want to be that. That's not the man that he wants to be you know, moving forward is the guy that gives up, that doesn't give up, right? That he's a superhero and he's not human that he's wrestling with a broken arm and this and that, like, God damn it. Um, dude, I love Cody Rhodes. And again, his delivery, here's the shitty part about this, Brian. His delivery is so good. Like he can turn any shitty promo, even if it doesn't make sense. And still it's like, there's still somewhat of, like, I don't know what it is, but, like, he's still making it work. It's insane of how good this dude has been and how much yep. he's improved. Um, I just want to throw that out there before I start ripping this segment as a whole. Um, but, yes, yeah, so he asks Brock a question. Are you satisfied? And that's when he issues a challenge to Brock. Like, oh, it's the rubber match. It's one-on-one. Um, he says, the beast, the, beast enough to, the, the beast was enough to break my arm, but not enough to make me tap out. And he finishes it off by saying, Brock Lesnar is afraid of Cody Rhodes. And the the segment ends. Guys, I'm going to listen. I understand, guys. I I get amplified. I get loud. And I rant and rave for justified reasons. I'm going to toe this down just just a little bit. Just a little bit. Is this microphone on? I'm just going to tone it down a little bit here. What ounce of sense did Cody Rhodes make in this freaking promo? Brock Lesnar is afraid of Cody Rhodes? The, the same Brock Lesnar ha- that has been making this, been making Cody Rhodes' bitch for the past freaking month. 
what like who is writing this garbage dude can somebody tell me what, what i'm list brian i'm listening to this promo and i'm just like what sense does that make bro like he's not even watching the show you're telling me brock lesnar is scared out of his freaking boots with a guy with a broken arm that he broke legit and like he's on his freaking ranch in in Minneapolis or whatever the frick he lives at is like he's is like the fact like he's not even there to tell the freaking story he's probably not even there watching the show and like and we're nope. supposed to realistically believe that that Cody Rhodes that Brock Lesnar is afraid of Cody Rhodes are you yeah. fucking kidding me? <laughs> I mean, what the fuck are we doing, Brian? Again, like, I'm not even trying to get loud or amplified. What are we doing? What are we doing oh, to this dude, to Cody? Like, you're making him go out and say that? Are, are you fucking serious? I mean, I mean, I don't know if this is sad. Like, if they're sabotaging this dude because he's AEW and the whole... The, the throne, the sledgehammer to the throne. I don't know what it is, but I mean, I mean, they're making this dude, it, nothing made sense in this promo. Like, mm -hmm. I don't get it. I do not get it. And there's still not an explanation, Brian. They're about to fight for the third time. They're, this rubber match, whether it's Money in the Bank or SummerSlam, and there's still not a reason to why they're fighting. Now, does can Triple H change all that and be asserted into this? Sure, we'll see. But still, yeah. it's like, even if he does, it just feels like it's still... The, I don't know, man. If if he were to turn... If, if Triple H were to get involved, I feel like part of me feels like he would have done it by now. Because we're at the... You know what I'm saying? We're at the third match. We're at pretty much the near end of this. Like, what, what, they're going to have a fourth match and a fifth match. Right. I, I don't get it, bro. I do not get it. It's just, <sighs> guys, my my eye is twitching. I'm sweating. I, I don't know what else to say. Brian, your thoughts, man, in regards to Cody Rhodes and this this promo that he cut. So yeah, the the more I don't know, could they do it with Cody and he be the difference maker? Maybe, but I I will I will stand by this forever. Vince McMahon and WWE, whether it's it's Cody Rhodes or AJ Styles or Sting or Booker T, anybody that the WWE did not establish as a star themselves, they are not going to push that person. They are not, you know, they mm -hmm. are they are not going to give the championship treatment and put all of their chips behind that person mm -hmm. because especially, i think yes this man is that fucking petty especially Absolutely. if your name is especially if your he, name is roman reigns and charlotte flair I mean. right. <laughs> right like what if you made a name for yourself and you became a star in aew or new japan or tna mm -hmm. or any of these indies like it you Name one that he's actually, you know, real like they've they've really given the ball to, and I mean, yes, AJ Styles has. I was gonna say AJ Styles was the first he's person title that came to mind. Order, yeah, but he's never like, he has has he ever felt like the guy in WWE? Nope. No. And he never will. Mm -mm. 
Um, no, absolutely. And I think it's solely for that reason. Yeah. Um, so that being said, yeah, like this promo, as you said, man, like the overall story is telling is, is kind of garbage, but Cody makes you, he's that good. Like he makes you believe it. He makes you feel it. He makes you invested in it. Yeah. <laughs> like he, he is that you good. You can legit make a promo that legit makes absolutely no sense to yeah. where like, like, bro, like, like Brock Lesnar has, He's break. He's broke his arm. He's F five. He's made this dude his bitch, and he legit can sit there for a five minute promo and try to make fans actually believe. And again, the delivery is is what makes you believe it. Yeah. To think that yep. Brock Lesnar is actually afraid of him. <laughs> and yeah, so I, think, I mean, the promo was basically what. So he's more or less opened and or, or left a, an open challenge to Brock Lesnar whenever. Mm-hmm. Um. So, yeah, I, I think that's probably actually going to – because what Money in the Bank is when? Is that – that's in I two believe weeks, it's three Joe, weeks? Um, that's a good question. I want to say, um, yeah, about two – maybe two to three weeks. Probably, I think, three weeks or something around there, yeah. I want to say. So they'll, they'll skip this one, but it'll be at SummerSlam. Like that'll, oh, it's going to SummerSlam. Match. I really – Brock yeah. Lesnar and Cody, I'm sure, I'm sure they don't want to waste that rubber match at a – out of money in the bank or maybe they do because yeah. it's in london and it'll be a hot crowd maybe they do that i don't know that's yeah, what yeah. i'm saying so so may, maybe that, that that's the case as well and maybe that's the case for becky as well in trish stratus maybe they have that match at money in the bank because of that hot crowd in london and they have that sure. rubber match and then maybe you'll see becky lynch versus somebody like rhea ripley who knows which by the way she's still holding on to the smackdown women's championship <laughs> <laughs> oh my god that's just another like, guys, Brian, like, like you you all were literally just in saudi like couldn't it couldn't something have right. been done? I, I don't know. <laughs> you would think bro oh my god <laughs> i'm sorry that just makes me laugh because it's that that's just yeah. where i'm at the point where it's just it's laughable that that's what this yeah. company is it's a flat out freaking joke <laughs> yeah oh my god man but yeah so so this feud is going to continue and may, and again, Brian, like you mentioned earlier, if triple H is involved, okay, maybe they can make something out of nothing with that. But at this point, Brian, even if that were to happen, I feel like it would happen by now because they're at yeah. the rubber match and everything. You know what I mean? It's just like, if they were going to do it, that the, the they, it would have happened already, you know? Cause again, you're, you're telling me they're going to do a fourth, fifth match. I, it's just, I mean, who knows <laughs> with that, that would be no shock to do as well. I mean, they, they can clearly do that. Uh, you know, that would be no shock to do that or, type of booking. This but. is one thing like I, again, overall, I'm, I'm just, I'm just not down with the story of Cody. No, oh, nobody has got to overcome all these injuries. So no, I'm just nobody never going to be Nobody's on board with it. that. But I'm thinking there's a way. So, like I said, I, I don't, I don't expect Rollins to hold this title. I, I just got a feeling that he's going to hold it for long. Mm-hmm. Um, so somehow, some way, Brock beats Rollins, and then Cody fights Brock at SummerSlam for the title. <laughs> I know, I know. <laughs> I mean, again, man, when it comes to this company, it will not shock me. I, I think it's gonna. I think, I think Rollins will. If if I had to if I had to make a make a statement about it in the moment right now, I think I think Seth holds on to that at least till SummerSlam. Um, I hope so. 
I think so. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's still SummerSlam. You know, or see, here's the thing. Like, I don't even know if you can make it prestigious, to be honest. That's the thing. You really can't. Unless they, but again, they have to do like, they have to do 10 times the work like getting creative yeah. and really making it prestige. If they don't do that, Brian, it's it, that's, that's what it's going to feel like because mm-hmm. of ev- because of everything that's transpired to mania. That's why we have been so frustrated about WrestleMania and how everything went down because now they know they effed up. They throw in this title because it's going to be a workhorse title. Here's Seth Rollins. He's your, he's your workhorse of your company. You know, you know what the, the workhorse title used to be? The Intercontinental, Intercontinental Championship. Championship. Yep, <laughs> <laughs> right. And now, <laughs> and now the World Heavyweight Title is just yeah. It, it just yeah. nothing. They're, they're just throwing titles just to try to see if it makes sense and see if it's like throwing baloney at the wall and see if it sticks. That's all it yeah. is, man. So it's a shame, but I guess we'll find out to see <laughs> how this story progresses with Brock and Cody. Uh, but we, I mean, we all know and, and logic and common sense ever since the raw after mania this has been a ginormous mess man it really just has um matt riddle was backstage he was interrupted by gunther hoping that he cashes in on him (laughs) he wins money in the bank i mean freaking dude austin theory cashed in his contract on the united states title so it would not freaking shock me if that's the case if that's what they want to do as well they can legit like that's that's where the money that's where the money in the bank briefcase brian is that that's what we've come to instead of cashing it in on a world title opportunity now let me settle for the mid-card titles like why even have this fucking pay-per-view if that that's what you're doing with the money in the bank now, exactly, like, Brian. Uh, but here's the thing, Brian, you're using too much logic and common sense. You know, WWE yeah. want, doesn't want you to use that. They don't want you to use logic and common sense. You're using too much of that, my man. <laughs> you know what I'm seriously, saying? Two, like two years in a row. I mean, that's really, you're, you're using the money in the bank to cash in for the U S and the intercontinental championship. Now, like it's yeah. come on, man. Come on. Abs- yeah, exactly. You, you said it all, man. You said it all. Speaking of money in the bank, there's another qualifying match. Shinsuke Nakamura defeats Bronson Reed. Um, again, solid match. Okay, but again, yeah. and again, this is Triple H. And this is, again, mostly for Triple H because, again, this is his freaking show. Does Vince McMahon play a part of it? Of course he does. But Triple H's freaking motto is just to have longer, lengthier matches for superstars that – Vince maybe wouldn't give that time to. And it's like, oh, see here, they're getting longer matches. But guess what? There's no substance. There's no direction for these superstars. Exactly. I mean, Shinsuke wins the wins the match. Okay, cool. He's he, Obviously, he needs to rack up Ws. I mean, he's he just returned to Raw. But what about Bronson Reed, man? Like, hey, again, I just Bronson. would not – I just would not have the match. These two, Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, what benefit does it have – to have these two dudes wrestle in a one-on-one match when neither one of them can freaking lose. Right. I mean, is that again, am I just using too much logic and common sense or do we just not, do we just not give a shit? I, I it's one of the two. So it's just, so Shinsuke wins good for him. You know, he's going to be in this ladder match. Is he going to win it? I highly doubt it. Nope. Bronson Reed. Absolutely again, not. He will I, not win this match. Oh no, ab- absolutely. No, you're 100% right. Ain't no freaking way he's winning it. Um, you know, again, I hope I'm wrong. I would love to see them just pull a freaking a, a rabbit out of their hat just to pull a fast one and just have him freaking yeah. win it. I would love to see that. But um, and then Bronson Reed, man. I mean, I like the way that he's been booked in certain matches, 
and as of late, it's, you know, the elimination chamber, you know, you know, having him legit go out like a beast and how that way he doesn't lose too much steam. But this match, man, like this, where I'm just like, okay, he, he loses straight up to Shinsuke. It just, it just, it's not needed, man. It's not needed for him to just lose like this. You know, if yeah. it, it, I mean, just don't have the match, bro. It's like, oh, well, somebody has to win or lose, James. Somebody has to freaking take the pinfall. Well, no, no, dumbass. <laughs> no, they don't. You can either don't have the match or you can do, here's a crazy concept. You can get creative. You can find a way where these two, two, where these two superstars stay face and they don't lose as much momentum because that's what it's about at the end of the day, Brian. It's about momentum, giving these superstars momentum. You're not doing that by putting in a goddamn qualifying match. It's not going to happen. <laughs> but, yeah, your, your thoughts, Brian, if you have any in this uh, this yeah, match between agree, Shinsuke man. and Bronson. Um, I mean, I, I thought it was a pretty decent match between the two. Uh, yeah, you know, Shinsuke wins. I No doubt – there's no doubt in my mind he's not going to win this tournament or that he's going to win it. Yes, that he will not win this tournament. Um, as, I don't know, man. Um, I, I like Shinsuke. I like what I've seen of Bronson. Um, <clears throat> so, yeah, I'm kind of, again, like with you, I, I don't know why you had these two paired up right right off the bat in this tournament. Because um, I think both of them, if you're going to have them in the tournament, it, both of them should kind of be going deep into it, you know, get a, yeah. a win or two, you know. Exactly. So, but, again, they don't yeah, care. I don't know. Them. They don't yeah. care. That's the problem, man. They do not care about their booking at all. It shows, bro. They just throw them in these matches with there's no momentum. Hey, let's just have a match. And if you lose, who cares? We're just going to throw you in another match. We'll have you win next week. Uh, but then next week, you're going to have to take a pinfall. That's I mean, because here, so here, you could have done this just in this show alone. I mean, so the other qualifier, you could have had, you know, uh, Shinsuke versus Ricochet and. Bronson versus The Miz. Because, uh, you know, Ricochet, it, it, just in these four competitors alone, right? If you're talking about championship and who's going to fight for it, Bronson and Shinsuke should should still be in there rather than The Miz and Ricochet. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely, yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, man, it's just another whole bunch of what the fuck, man. Right. <laughs> That's what this show has been for weeks. And guys, you can tell, like, I'm just... I can rant, man. I can rave, but just like I've I've had it, man. Like, what else is there need for me to say? I just become a broken record at that point. It's just it's ridiculous, man. This is it's just it's like again, I just feel like I'm watching the same freaking show every single week where nothing's getting accomplished at all. It's the same formulaic bull crap that you're gonna see from Triple H and Vince, both of them. Just it's ridiculous. And to make it even better, Brian, we go out with a bang with a main event, with a tag match main event. Sounds familiar? It freaking should, because we've seen yep. this now over the past several fucking weeks. But now, it's your world heavyweight champion, Seth Rollins, teaming with SmackDowns. Again, keep that in mind, guys. SmackDown, AJ Styles versus The Judgment Day. So I guess the suspense was, oh, which members of The Judgment Day are going to be involved in the match? Right. Yeah. Oh my god. Are we serious? That's the suspense. 
Who is going to compete in this tag match that right. we are just so riveting and just so eager to see? Oh, my God. And those two people, if you care that much, guys, it was first of all, they teased to think it was Damian Priest and Dominic. And then Finn Balor attacks Rollins from behind and it ends up being Finn Balor and Damian Priest that ends up being in this tag match. Um, here was the one funny <laughs> here was the one funny segment or the one funny moment in this match. It was Seth Rollins. He pulls an HBK. He puts the arm around Rhea Ripley and they do that little shock and awe. Like Rhea Ripley's like, what are you doing? And Seth Rollins is like playing, doing his shtick. If you guys remember back in 2006 when Shawn Michaels did the same exact stunt where this was Survivor Series in 2006 where Molina was at ringside. He puts Selena's arm at ringside thinking that she's with somebody. I forget. Uh, I believe it was freaking um, Johnny Nitro and that whole freaking yeah, yeah. that whole yep. shtick. And I think that that's who she was expecting to be, like holding his yeah. arm around her and ends up being Sean. And it was like the shock. So that was kind of funny. Uh, and, and that's what I mean, Brian. Like the last set, and you, you saw it with Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn and you're seeing it with these two. And I give props where props is due. They're trying to make something entertaining. They're trying yeah. to make, and it was, it came off pretty, it was funny. It was, and that, but outside of that, Brian, I couldn't give a single shit about this tag match. I didn't care to hardly take notes about this. I didn't yeah. care. That's a year. And that's, and that's the thing guys, like by the main event, you, like you should be on the edge of your seat. Like, Oh snap, we're getting to the last match. We're getting to the last segment. Like, how's the show going to go off the air? By the time you get to the last segment, I just want to fucking go to sleep. It's that bad. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, all it's the same formulaic way to get to a tag match every single week. But in regards to Seth and Rhea Ripley, I give them major props for trying to call. Oh, I remember this. And maybe that was freaking, I don't know, freaking. Maybe it was freaking Triple H or somebody. But, oh, hey, do this little shtick from back in the day. Maybe HBK had to be some something involved in that sure. because it's his. It was his freaking shtick or something. Maybe Seth Rollins was giving him pointers or something, or I don't know. Because um, I know there's a big comparison right now between Seth and Shawn Michaels or whatever the fuck, right? Um, but I give props for props is due. They're trying to make something out of nothing. It, it, a, a match that's so fucking dead that Albany, New York can give two shits about and they're trying to make something out of nothing and make the segment somewhat fun in the moment. And they're, they're, they're trying their best, man. You can tell that I don't know what it is, Brian, but it's like there's there's talent and there's potential that's just trying to ooze out of them. You know, you see it because they're trying to do something in the moment but the segment is so fucking bad. The lead up to the match is so fucking horrendous that it, it, it doesn't save it. And, and it's, yeah. it sucks. So, and that, that's all I really got in this match. Uh, Priest hits a shoulder. Oh, there was one part in the match where sh uh, Priest hits a shoulder tackle to Styles and he just goes freaking, just launches over the freaking announce table uh, before commercial break. Rhea and Dominic get Das Boot. From freaking uh, from freaking ringside as they get ejected, Priest hits the Ragers edge to Styles. Styles tags in Rollins. Uh, well, as as well as Damian Priest is going for the cover, Seth Rollins hits the stomp. Then Styles tags in Rollins. Rollins hits another stomp for good measure to Priest. 
and picks up the W. So all that talk, Brian, we talked about Damian Priest and about his momentum. Well, here he is just taking a pinfall. For what reason, guys? Give me a reason why. You you throw them in the segment just to throw them in a segment with, with Seth and freaking AJ Styles. And, and now what? What did this do for Damian Priest to take a freaking L? Somebody with logic and common sense fucking tell me why. Um. So yeah, so Styles and Rollins are standing tall. They're celebrating like they're best friends now. Like, oh, hey, this was fun. You're going to come back next week? I mean, hey, hell, I, sh- I should just do that. I-, I, co- I just came over to Monday Night Raw. No one's saying anything. Yeah, I'll come back next week. Yeah, let's do this again. This was fun. Uh, and-, and we go off the air. Yeah. And guys, um, I-, I don't know what to say anymore, man. I, I mean, this is getting to the point where I- I'm just, I- I've just had it. Um, I'm sick and tired of saying the same thing about this show. Nothing's getting better. Nothing is getting intrigued. Nothing is making you want to go back and watch the show. Nothing is making you excited about money in the bank. That's coming up by the way, in just a couple weeks, feel like there's a pay-per-view like legit every two weeks. It's like, it's insane. Like the, you know, but, and then of course you have SummerSlam. That's not going to be too far. That's still also right around the corner. By the time we get to, it's going to be August before you know it. So, and, but there's no effort. There's no intrigue w- within these pay-per-views, man. There's just none. Um, and, but, you know, it's just – and the only glimpse, guys, the only glimmer of hope that, Brian, you talked about right at the beginning of the show is the bloodline. That's all you got. And outside yeah. of that, you ain't got a fucking thing. And it's sad. It really is sad that they give you that glimmer of hope. And then once that ends, guys, what do you have? Seth Rollins in a shiny title. You got his song. Freaking Cody Rhodes facing more adversity. What do you got? What What do you got? The answer is nothing. Absolutely nothing. The floor is yours, Brian. Your thoughts on this main event? I don't know where to start, man. I mean, what, why you have Seth and AJ tagging to begin with is just didn't make sense. It, it, unnecessary. And if, if you're going to, again, build this title up and Rollins as your champion, as the fighting champion who's going to defend it, well, you had Judgment Day come out there, and I'm not going to say Dom's ready to challenge for the title, but you had two of Finn and Priest. Could, I mean, why not start a singles feud, have, have a challenger ready for Seth Rollins to at least, you know, first episode after winning the title, right? You're the fighting champion. Boom, here comes your first fucking challenger, asshole. No, you just put him in a tag team match with AJ Styles. Why? Yep. Um, mm-hmm. So again, that that's just that's just my thing. Again, it just doesn't make sense. Uh, I don't know. Uh, you Again, you could have had Damian or Finn come out there and, and start a feud with Rollins leading to a match. Um, but... God forbid they do that. <laughs> yeah. So who knows? Who knows who's going to be be uh, um, Seth's you know first challenger? Mm-hmm. And here's another thing. While I, again, you know, I mentioned Brock. I, I just I don't know. I I can't get that that scenario out of my head. And the fact that Brock can't still can't challenge Roman. And hey, there's a title that that I can win. Um. So and I I don't. So even though Cody, like, you know, kind of called him out or left an open challenge, I think Brock is kind of 
I don't know, at least here up until Money in the Bank, I don't think there's going to be much interaction between Cody and Brock. Um, I, I kind of think that's going to be put on the back burner for a little bit, but we'll see. Could be totally wrong. Um, I don't know. It just seems like a lot of things are just kind of all over the place. Uh, other than the bloodline. So, that's all you yeah, got, man. man. That is all you freaking got. And that's what WWE is going to rest on. They're going to yeah. latch onto that storyline. But when that ends, Brian, they're going to have nothing. They're going to have absolutely nothing. But don't worry, Brian. They're going to continue to make their money with Peacock. They're going to continue to make their money from Saudi because fuck the fans, absolutely. man. The fans are nothing. It's it's secondary. It's it's it, The fans are nothing to this company. They're making their money. Their, their business is booming to them because of all the deals that they're making. They don't give For a sure. shit, man. It, they For don't. Sure. This is just, this is, and you can tell they don't give a shit because they're making their money and they just go through these shows like it's just another freaking, like it's just another day. Like, okay, what's the most simplistic, lazy way? Because we don't want to put the time and energy to put into the show. Okay, let's put Seth Rollins to start the show. Let's put in a tag match. Let's put in qualifying matches. Boom, boom, boom. There you go. And that's what it's been, man. Not just for you the know, past month, Brian, but for for, for years, years, bro. Yeah. For fucking years. And, and that's like, I don't just... know how you how you can like something needs to happen within the wrestling industry, right? Because so you know, back when wrestling was at its peak, the Attitude Era, like part of the reason why it got so big and so popular and it was, it was really good stuff is because they're like, at that time there was like a legit sense of competition, right? Like we have to be better than them. Mm -hmm. And so each show is trying to do their best to put on right. Good television. And I even go back in, into the eighties when, when Vince was trying to bring this nationally, right? It, it, it's like Vince doesn't have to, he doesn't have to win anything. He, he's already won. You know what I yeah. mean? Mm -hmm. And I, so in both of those instances, the two biggest times in wrestling were when Vince was, had his back against the ball, so to speak. You know what I mean? Like this has to work. This has to be successful or or we're dead in the water. Um, and it's just, I, I don't know. It's not that way anymore. And I, I don't know if you, without the realism of it actually being that way. Mm -hmm. Yeah, as long as Vince and Triple H are there, I, I don't see much changing. Because there mm -hmm. is, a, you know, and, and there there's nothing, there's nothing to win. There's nothing to prove. They, they've already got everything and more they could have ever dreamed of. And uh, there's just, I don't know. And I, I don't want to say, especially for the wrestlers, they're, you know, they're all out there trying the best they can. Yeah. I'm just saying for like the, the, the heads of it, there's no, there's no urgency anymore. Like, no, there's none. That's you know, like back like the attitude era, like every week had to be on point. Yes. Every segment had to be on point. Yes. Or you lost. <laughs> yes. That and that's yeah. a great that's a great way to put it, Brian, is urgency. There is legit yeah. no freaking urgency whatsoever. Um, you know, we talk about this whole 
this war, right? And this, and I'm going to end it with this as we end the show. We talk about this alleged war with WWE and, and AEW when we know that there's no freaking war because right. AEW, as much as they've been doing cute little things here and there that we've talked about in the past, there is no war. AEW is, they've lost half of their audience from when they started three to four years ago. They, they are nowhere in the same vicinity as what WCW used to be back in the day. And nope. WWE knows that. And they know that there's no competition. They're still going to be the top dogs of this industry. There's no urgency. And there's no, there's just, and, th and that's what results to no care. Um, and that's yeah, what I absolutely. mean, man, about, yep. uh, about this wrestling this this community is we have to bring the best out of both of these companies to to bring the best out of one another and we do that by being honest and calling it out the way it is because brian like i mentioned at the top of the show and this is where it comes full circle if we continue to kiss ass if we continue to just accept everything that people like tony khan and triple h throw at us then nothing is going to change Nothing, because because if fans are going to continue to accept it, then a, Tony Khan is going to continue to do what he's doing. Triple H and Vince are going to continue to do what they want to do. They have the, everybody at the palm of their hands. Like it's like, please, sir, can I have some more of this bullshit that you're feeding me? Well, of course, open up, bitches, <laughs> right? So yeah, and, and that's what you're going to see the, for the foreseeable future. So yeah, Brian, yeah, your, your final thoughts. Yeah, final thoughts. Sorry, man. Yeah, that that's again. So I've already talked about Vince and like his, you know, he's already won and there, there's no threat. In Tony Khan's case, like him and his father, like they already got more money than God. Like it, it doesn't matter if they fail, like no. they're going to be all right. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Absolutely. Whereas, again, like you go back to the 80s and Vince and trying to start WrestleMania, mm -hmm. that was a lot of his money, right? And if he failed, then him and his family were fucked. Like, exactly. Again, it, it's not the same urgency. It's not the same, you know, I, I need to eat tonight, you know, it, <laughs> in, in either company because no. the people at the top don't have that, that fight, that, the you know, because they're already there. Yep. You know, exactly. So. You are 100. No, you're 100% spot on. So, and just to make the, to put the cherry on top of everything, you know, we talk about the business being shitty. We talk about the booking, not being properly talk about these, these, these shows and the storylines being very lackluster, but and rightfully so. But at the end of the day as well, it also comes down to us as fans. It comes down sure. to us as fans to voice out and say, this needs to change. Because if we don't, and if you're one of those people that are just going to accept the bare minimum, right? You can like whatever you want to like. It's not about that. But if you're going to accept the bare minimum, then at the end of the day, you, you are part of the problem. You guys watching at home for the people that accept this garbage, that are their standards are that freaking low. You guys are part of the problem. That's not shade. That's not me being an asshole or a dick or whatever you want to call me. It is the honest to God truth. And as long as Brian, they have those fans, like I mentioned, nothing's going to change sure. because now, because yeah. like you said, they got everything that they wanted and then some, because the fans to them don't mean shit. So that is going to do it for today's episode, everybody. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. This was your Monday night raw review 
May 29th, 2023, live in Albany, New York. So there is a lot more to get to this week. Like we mentioned, AW Dynamite as well as NXT. That is going to be later on this week. Uh, we don't have an exact date of when that episode is going to be out. So just make sure you guys stay notified. Hit that uh, notification bell um, on our uh, on our Apple podcast profile as well as Spotify. So make sure you stay tuned for that. because There's lots to get into in regards to the the fallout with AEW Double or Nothing as we're going to talk a lot about that as well as a cage match like we mentioned early on um, about Gigi Dolan and JC Jane. Um, that pretty much happened as soon as this show started um, as of as of right now. So there's a lots to talk about in regards mm-hmm. to that. I'm really excited to to, you know, get into that show uh, once I once I watch it. Um, I'm sure it's going to be tremendous. I mean, Gigi Dolan and JC Jane have done a tremendous job with that, as well as AEW, of course. And then, of course, we're going to talk SmackDown and this whole bloodline sh- stuff, man. You know how everything is going to play out in regards to Roman Solo, Heyman and the Usos. And how everything unfolds leading up to Money in the Bank as well as SummerSlam. But make sure you guys stay tuned for all of that as well as follow us on our social medias. Make sure you join us on our Facebook group as well as follow us on Instagram and TikTok. That is Ruthless underscore talk. So follow us on all those platforms as we spread a lot of content on those platforms. And of course, continue to stay notified with future episodes. And regardless whether you watch on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, we always appreciate you guys always tuning in. Brian, your Absolutely. final thoughts before we end this, my man. Oh, man, just uh, wrestling, do better. Do better. Find <laughs> some of that fight. Find some of that dog, that urgency in you. That's right. That's right. <laughs> Absolutely. Thank you guys for tuning into this episode. That's going to do it, everybody. My name is James Porcelli. I'm Brian Thomas. And we are both signing off, saying salutes. Peace out. And take care, everybody. Peace out.